Welcome to Relevant Live with Pastors Chris and Liz Sarno, direct from Relevant Church in Daytona Beach. We pray that this message inspires hope, help, and healing in your life. And as always, welcome home. Well, praise the Lord. Listen, we're going to get in this thing today. You know, I've really been sitting on these promises. I've been really feeling like, man, last week when we come into faith, we really walked in this thing. And some of the stuff I want you to see, uh, your, your future is based on the promises of God. Just write that down. Your future is based on the promises of God because the promises of God are the only thing that could take you to your future. Is that all right? So you're, you, you, you pull that in? Man, ain't that good news? So your future is based on the promises of God. And remember last week, we said that Jesus put his faith in the promises. And when you take your faith and access the promise, it releases God's faith into the situation. That's how it works. That's the system. And man, I got some stuff. Man, I've got some stuff about hope. You know, the Lord got, man, the Lord hit me in the head with this one. Uh, He said, man, I'm going to let this rip. Uh, a little bit later on, I'll give you all the details. But I was like, really, I just was thinking about faith. And he said, where's hope anyway? And I was like, man, uh, that's a good I thought you should know that. <laughs> Why are you asking me a question like that? You know, where is hope anyway? And I was like, man, it's because faith is a substance that he's hope for. And this is what, man, the Lord hit me with this. He said, hope is in your soul. I said, man, he's right, because it's the anchor of it. And he started downloading it, and I started catching it. I said, man, this thing, this thing's getting better by the minute. Because faith can only materialize what hope can provide. And there's some things in there you got to have to leave in your soulless arena. We'll talk more about it. It's good. But that's what he kind of did with the promises. I'm not, that's not a cliffhanger. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give you a whole series on it as this goes on. I'm going to show you how to work the Word. You know what got me about that Luke 5 thing? Jesus taught the Word. I'm not going to teach you nothing but the word of God. You know, when the new school comes and goes, and you, I'm staying old school. I'm just going to teach the word. I don't care. I'm not a politician. I'm not all this stuff. All this sick corruption you see out there and all this nonsense. You know where I stand with that already. It's ludicrous, crazy behavior, all that stuff. Underlined under stuff is a bunch of lies. It's just manipulation and control. Wake up. That's the end of that. I'm going to teach you the word. You know what I'm saying? I ain't leaving the word. So you see what I'm saying? Jesus went out and taught the word. He didn't care what was going on with Caesar. He didn't care what, you know what I mean? He wasn't like what Caesar's doing. I, I don't care what Caesar's doing. I don't care what, I don't care. I don't care what, I mean, you know what I'm saying? I, I don't care what Pharaoh's doing, you know what I mean? I don't care what none of these people are doing. I'm going to tell you the only thing we know, the word of God. You know, you don't go to the mechanic and he starts talking to you about, you know, brain surgery. Just stay in your lane. I'm staying right in my lane. Amen. So I'm going to teach you the word. Now, you got to get faith and hope together. It might be a little old school, but praise be to God, it's going to be new school. I was listening to, I was listening to some old school. Uh, oh, my God, I was listening to some old school preacher, and he put the music on before the CD came on. Oh, my God. <laughs> It's rough, man, but it's like, this guy's so good. I was like, I can make it. We're working through the word of God. It was like something like that. It was bad. You would stop the CD. You'd be like, no, nah, I can't listen to the podcast thing. You'd be like, no, nah, I can't listen to this. It's like, you know, it's like 1980, you know, early Christian. Remember we used to sing them songs? Jesus on the main line. Tell him what you want. Come on. That's a good one. Come on. All right, easy, right? So God put the promises. This is, this is, this is like, well, what is he talking about? I'm telling you how this system works. God put his faith, everybody write that down, his faith in the promises, and you take your faith and, and basically connect it to the promises of God, and the promises of God 
take you into your future. Did you get that? So you see how it works? So you, God said, oh, how do I get, how do I get, how do I get all the blessings of God? How do I get that Ephesians 1, 3? How do I get all that stuff going? I put it on the word because that Jesus is the word and the word became flesh and dwelt among us. So the word, so where's everything I need? It's in the word. Now here's the problem with most people. Well, I don't see it. Well, guess what? That's how this thing works in that realm of unseen, but the word of God will produce every promise. So you got to go to the promise book because that's an inheritance and you got to go, oh, okay, let me see what I need. So now what do I need for my kids? What do I need for my finances? What do I need for my body? Go to the promises and the promises. Now here's the key with your future. Now this is what got me. Man, this week I was talking about choices and it messed me up and I'm going to share it with you, all right? So some facts about your future I want you to know is this. God knows everything that's going to happen and because he knows everything that's going to happen in your life, because he's yesterday, today, and forever, he provided everything in the word for you for every situation and circumstance. Does that make sense? So look at this scripture. I'll give it to you. Hebrews 4.13 in the NIV. Hebrews 4.13 in the NIV says, nothing in all creation is hidden from God's sight. Everything is uncovered and laid bare before his eyes. Man, that's good, ain't it? That's some good stuff right there. You see right there, NIV, God, nothing in all creation is hidden from God. You don't think God knew what today would be like? You don't think he's, he's seen this, this stuff? He's seen pandemic. God knew it was coming, so guess what God did? Now, I'm going to tell you right here now. So you're pulling this in? God knew stuff was coming. God knew sick was coming to the earth. God knew tough season. So guess what he did? He preordained promises to help you make it through the situations of life. The promises of God are the preordained plan of God. You see, it's the preordained plan of God, meaning this. I, you know, don't worry about it, man. I, don't worry about your future. I already got every promise you need for your future. Now, you just got to go get the future, but now they're choices. And I'm going to show you this, okay? So nothing in creation has been hidden. Everything's been open to God's sight. So God's like, I'm not going to leave Paul. He's not going to go, oh, Paul, you know what? I'm going to give you Jesus. Now you struggle. No, he's like, I'm going to give you every promise you need to make it through life. I'm going to hide them. It's a mystery. You got to go find them. I'll show them to you. But you know what's funny about God? Jesus will not reveal the scriptures to prideful people. Did you know that? You ever hear this scripture, St. Corinthians says, the letter kills, but the spirit giveth life? What does that mean? He said, my word kills, but the spirit giveth life. You know what that means? If you don't come with the right spirit to the word of God, he won't unveil it to you. Because God resists the prideful. So you can't, now God's not mean, but remember, remember like he talked to the multitudes in riddles. Remember I told you this? This is so cool. I love this, right? He's got John the beloved, right? He's got John the beloved <laughs> resting on his chest. Telling intimate secrets. Come on, you know what I'm saying? He tell him anything. Remember that? He tells Peter, James, and John some stuff. He told the 12 some stuff, a little deeper than the 70. You don't have an intimate relationship with everybody. You tell stuff you tell your wife. You ain't telling another person in the whole world. Come on, you see what I'm saying? He talks to the 70, a little less. He talks to the multitudes, a little Man, those religious people... He's, a, he's like the Riddler. You know what I mean? Like Jesus show up at the place like, Jesus, what's up? This man is full, full of wisdom. And he goes there, he starts talking about talking trees. You'd be like, Jesus, you tripping, man. Come on, tell the truth, right? He's like, what is he talking about? 
The disciples couldn't figure him out. He said, remember, even Mark chapter 4, he goes, right, he goes, the sower shows the word. These are they by the wayside. He's talking, he's talking riddles, man. The disciples come to him later on and go, what do you mean by this? He said, don't you know the kingdom? And he breaks it down. He ain't talking to nobody straight. He's hidden everything because you have to come with the right posture for it to be revealed. Half the people you know talking to you about knowing God don't know jack about God. Because when you know God, you know these people ain't, they ain't listening to God. Because God is like the Riddler. You think I'm, all right, you think I'm kidding. Now, he's not hiding it, but you got to come right. Now, listen, you come right, he'll explain it. But you don't talk intimate with everybody. That's what he's saying. I put everything you need in my promise, but you have to come to the promise book with the right posture of I need God in my situation. Now, some people ain't never going to get there because you want to know why? They make poor choices. That's what we're going to get to. Poor choices. Man, I read something this week, messed me up, and I'm going to get you there. You got to choose the right choices because, here, write this down. You won't, because I don't know how much I, I, can, I, can, um, I can get to you, but, man, this is so good. Meaning this, it might get a little early quick. Um, um, write this down. It's going to change your life. Choices are yours, but consequences are God's. Now, I'm going to explain it. That's, that's very loaded, that question. Just write it. Choices are yours, consequences are God's. Man, I read this, man. I did the daily devotional for Doc this week, and he had something in there like this. I got messed up. I ran for like a week. I shot it for them up there. You know, we did it. It was so good. But watch this. I said, man, it hit me. I only get to choose to make a choice, but the consequences have already been decided. Then I got really messed up because I know me, because I know who brought free will into the earth, and it was Lucifer. Man was never supposed to have the freedom of choice. Man was only supposed to be yes. Let me tell you something about choice. Choice is birth in rebellion. Right? At the, yeah, I'm right. Choice has always been birth in rebellion because you only need to follow truth. And if you follow truth, the choice is already made. You get that? You catch that? Come on, man, I'm working the word, man. I'm working you in the word. I feel I can hear that little goofy song in my head. <laughs> I got to play it. I'm going to play it in second service. I got to go find it. <laughs> it's a good song, though. We're working the word. <laughs> I, feel, I feel good. About, I feel country, praise be to God. Hallelujah. Come on, ain't nothing wrong with that. I rode a horse one time. I'll tell you all about it. Right? I was taking Pastor Liz horseback riding like multiple times, and the devil keeps trying to interrupt it, and it's really bad. I really am upset about it, but I'm going to get it done, baby, I promise. We can see through the scripture that God did not predestine our choices. He didn't predestine your choices. But listen to this. He did, however, predestine the consequences. Oh! We need music for that one. Oh, my God! Dun, 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 dun. That is so bad. But it's so freeing. Because if you look, I can't, you know what? I cannot tell you your destiny by, this is going to sound wacky, just hear me. I can't tell your destiny by your choices. I'm really going to tell your destiny by your what? Your consequences. But your consequences are going to be revealed because of your choices. Do you see what I'm saying? Like, I don't know, because I, I don't know what you're going to choose. But I can tell you this, I'm going to see where you're at right now 
by the consequences of your life. Now, we know there's some stuff is pre- the devil is prescribed by that nitwit. You understand what I'm saying. But it's like, oh, death in life is in the power of the tongue. Choose life. I'm speaking death all day. Guess what's going to show up sooner or later? Death in that area. Hello? You see what I'm saying? There's like, look, that's where it comes out. It comes out of Deuteronomy. He said what? He said blessings and curses, prosperity or demise. It's up to you. Put it in the right thing. And you just like, choose the right thing. So here's the thing. Well, I'm going to choose what I want to choose and get different results. No, you're not. Consequences have already been decided. Choices have not. So your choices are key. But here's what I'm trying to get you to see. That's all life is is a bunch of choices. So what happens when you choose the word? So what I was I telling you about the thing about be careful with the other voice of reason? It's probably connected to rebellion. Because once you get the truth, anything else besides the truth is formed in fashion in rebellion. And that's what happened in the garden. He come with a different idea. His different idea wasn't really per se, eh, but guess what? It leads to disobedience all the time. That's why you got to be careful. Where am I getting this from? But here's my thing. What happens when I start making the right choices? Because how would you like to do this? Boy, I'm going to tell you right here now. It helped me. And if it helped me, trust me, it'll help you. I was like, <laughs> I'm not saying it's funny. I'm like, I'm standing before this right now. And if I make that choice, there's no way that I'm not going to get that consequence. There's no way to get around the consequence of making that choice. It makes me a better decision maker. Because you can't change the consequences. So if you can't change, God said, I already described the consequences. It's up to you what you choose. That is a very, very liberating, liberating, liberating answer. Oh, I get it. If I get here and go, I ain't doing it. Well, guess what? Here's your road. You know, it's like, hey, poverty and shame shall come to him that doesn't follow instruction. Hey, What'd you do with instruction? I didn't listen. Well, here's the consequence. God's not mean. God's a God of principle. See what I'm saying? So make, so what am I saying? Make the right choices. That's why God gave you the promises, because within the promise is the power, but you still got to choose because free will came to me and you, and all it is is a choice. Now, the reason why sometimes we do not make the right choices is we don't see how we could perform the outcome of the choice. Does that make sense? Like if I go and say, I'm going to do that, yes, my God, I don't know if I could ever live up to that identity of that choice. The choice, the identity of the choice that you make is already in that promise to create it in your life. Remember he said in, in, in First Peter, he said, oh, there's a, you could be a divine partaker of a divine nature by becoming a person of the promises of God. You want to see it? Did, did that make sense or is that too fast? Did you get it? You need me to do it again. You see what I'm saying? The, the, the word, this is why the word of God, this is why you can't get away from the word of God. Go, this is why if you get away from the word of God, you got no hope. So, but I'm telling you, guys, listen, buy, listen to me. Can you, do you trust me? Sell out to this system now and stop trying to get around it. You can't get around it. If you're going to be, oh, you guys, you know, you guys are word of faith. You're a little extreme. Or, no, shut it. We're not, what, what do you mean? We're Bible believers. Let me tell you something about God. You know, that's where God stuck these promises. What, what is every promise to you? Yes and amen. They ain't all in you. You got to put them in you. Man, I'm in the, I'm in the river right now. Because you, you, guys, you guys are getting revelation. These promises are not in you. You got to take them out of that book and put them in you like seeds. 
So how in the world can I become a partaker of a divine nature? I got to go get some word. And what do I got to do? When I got I to plant them in my heart. Why I got to plant it in my heart? Because if I take that word out of that book, like Jesus said, put that seed and plant it in my heart and get it coming out my mouth and get it coming out my mouth and get it coming, I'll start creating the atmosphere that I live in. I'll release those promises through the power of the word of God. Jesus said, I lift my word above my name. My name. Like, what you mean? What? what? Come on, Jesus, hush your mouth. Come on, really? Your name is the greatest name. Every knee, he said, no, nah, you don't understand. My name ain't nothing without that word. What you mean? What's, Jesus, come on, man, am I tripping? Look, he said, my word is greater than my name because without the word, I never would have got the name. He knew where he came from. He knew what was spoken, and that is my son in whom I'm well pleased. He is the almighty God. Come on. Elohim said it from heaven. I'm releasing him in the earth. Word came before the seed ever showed up in the earth. I'm subject to it because I am part of it. Church, you can't get around it. Now, this problem, I don't want to do that kind of work. You're going to have to work anyway. Work that word. Work that word. Every promise, yes and amen. Work that word. We used to teach this kind of stuff. And then, you know, you teach this in church. Everybody, oh, you know, that's like, oh, that sounds like uh, working works. No, it ain't working works. It's the word. This is what it is. This church become a club. This is what you should be listening to. Uh, let's go have a series on faith. How am I going to duplicate this faith you're talking about, bro? How am I going to duplicate this stuff you talk about? I'm not picking on nobody. This is how you duplicate. If you really want it, this is how you duplicate it. Because I didn't write it. I just read it. Now, if you want it, this is how you get it. I'm out. Once I'm out, you do what you want with it. But this is the only way to get it. I'm going to tell you right now, it ain't going to happen by osmosis. It ain't going to happen. Woo, you know, no, you really want it. You got to go put these promises in you. And some of you have been doing this. You ain't even known you're doing it. Look at First Peter. Second Peter. I'm sorry. Look at this. Go to Second Peter. Go to Second Peter. You know, Second Peter chapter 1, verse 3. Y'all know this scripture. But you're going to see it because now it makes a lot more sense. Is that okay? Is it okay to flow a little bit? I got all those notes in there, you know, but I just I want you to get this because sometimes I'll hit something and I know you need it. If you build your life on second, if you build your life on second Peter 1 and 3 and 4, your life's going to click in a new gear. I promise you that's true. Did you get that? Did you get that? This is how you do it. You bury it in your heart. Look what it says here. It says, according as is divine power. You better get that. Now, where's, who's, who's divine power? Now, Simon Peter, a servant of Jesus Christ, said it. He said, according as his divine power hath given in us all things. My God. My God. His divine power. His divine. That's the power of God, man. Divine. Divinity. Deity. Father, Son, and Holy Ghost. I got I feel good in here. Father, I'm more excited than you are. Praise be to God. I've been drinking longer than you. Come on, somebody. I'm not, not bougie, goofy. I've been drinking on this. I'm lit right now, bro. How are you not going to get that? I got divine power. Where did I, Divine power came from where? You better get it. I can have the power of God. That's what he's telling you. It's in the book. The book's living. Look, hey, look, according as his divine power hath given unto us all things. I can have everything. <laughs> you better get this. I'll tell you what, I'm getting, I'm getting everything, man. 
I'm going to become a mess. And I get it. You can have it because I don't really care about things. Look, according as the divine power have given unto us all things that pertain unto life and godliness through the knowledge of him that called us to glory and virtue. That sounds good, don't it? Now watch this now. That by these. woohoo, <laughs> Right? Whereby are given to us exceeding Great and precious. He's not putting, he put him in the promise. Where's, watch this, look at me. In the precious promise is the divine nature. To transform you and be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind. Receive with meekness the engrafted word of God, which is able to save your soul. I'll trip your soul over and train it by the word of God. Your mind, will, and emotions will look robotic in its instruction from the spirit of God. How you do it? With the word. Now, the power's in that word to transform. You can't transform you. God, you know why God made it? You want, you want me to tell you what he did? He set you up. He set me up too. He said, here's the way you get it. You got to go through me for everything you want. Otherwise, you could do it by yourself, and you ain't going to be able to do nothing without me. So until you figure it out, you really want it, you got to subject yourself and humble yourself and do it the system I gave you, because otherwise, you're going to do it without me. And if you do it without me, you might just think you did it. By the time you're done with this project, you're going to know the only way to get it is through me, and this is how we do it. And that's going to keep you in a humble place and keep you in the right place, because when you're done through all the pain of waiting for these promises, you're going to turn around and say, I know it had to be God, because I would have killed somebody on my way there. Hey, can I get an amen? Chuck a chair. Hallelujah. Amen. Hey, put that up there. Watch this. They say throw a chair. Yeah, there's nobody in here. So if I throw something now, God knows how far it can go. Come on. I'm not violent. I sound a little violent sometimes, though. Look, that, the Bible says take the kingdom by violence. Amen. <laughs> you know, I'm not violent, but I got to fight for these promises. And you got to fight through your mentality because nothing's going to change till you make right choices. Now, look what he said. This is the Bible, and you got to get more excited about the Bible. So you telling me I can find divine nature? Yeah, in precious promises that by these, these what? These precious promises, I could be made a partaker of a divine nature. So I got to put those precious promises in me, and they change my DNA. Now, but I'm spiritual. Yeah, your spirit's spiritual, but your soul is still jacked up. And I got to get soul agreement because faith needs hope. See what I'm saying? So now the choices I make are very important. So did you pull that in? I'm going to get those divine promises. So how many divine promises you got? A lot of them. Which ones are yours? The ones you put in you. It's a promise book. Okay? So did you pull that in? Here. Let's look at a couple of these. Ready? Let me just give you a couple. So I know this. Just write this down. This sounds so goofy, but God's future for you is a good one. You know what I'm saying? People get so messed up. Remember, let's look at Jeremiah 29.11 NIV. Let's just write that down. God's future for me is good, man. Do you think this is hard? This is going to be fun. Stop looking at it like it's work, for crying out loud. This is going to be fun. Go get a couple scriptures. You don't need 100 scriptures. What's some big things you want to work on? What's some spiritual growth things you want to do? What's some stuff you want to change and transform? What's some stuff you want to make some moves in? You know what I mean? Like, man, I want to, I want to grow in that area. Look at the Jeremiah 29, 11 in the NIV. I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans to prosper you, not to harm you, plans to give you hope and give you future. Ain't that good? God's got good plans for your life. 
God, uh, I got to do this, and if I do this, you know, you know what's the matter with us? Sometimes we're too grumpy with this stuff. You're like, oh, God, now what? Man, come on, if God's blessing you, man, enjoy the blessing. So there's a little bit of growth in things you got to do, and there's a little bit of this you got to do, and there's a little bit. Don't worry about it. Don't stop getting all in the mully grubs over this stuff. Look at this. You got to trust God and obey him, though, guys. I'm, st- I'm so stuck on that. You got to trust God and obey him. You got to choose these right promises. Let's look at this scripture. Look at Deuteronomy. Look at Deuteronomy 30, 15, and 16. I put it in the NLT. I, I gave you this stuff. But it's in the NLT, the New Living Translation. The obedient are the ones that are going to be invi- invited invited to attend the reward. I'm going to give it to you again. The obedient are the ones. It's Deuteronomy 30, 15, and 16 in the NLT. The obedient are the ones who are invited to the banquet of reward. That's good, man. That's good. Obedience. The obedient ones are the ones invited to the attend the banquet of reward. And that's what we're saying. Now, listen, today I'm giving you a choice. Man, it's so good. Why, now, why you got a choice? You know why God, you want know what's crazy? This is going to sound so good. I, this is really smart. You want to know why God didn't want to give you free will? Because the only thing free will is going to do is hurt you. God just wants yes. I said this, yes, Lord. Because <laughs> God, it's like this. I go like this. I go, bro, look, all I got for you is a good road. And you're like, why I got to go on that road? Just stay on that road. It's a good road. I want to go on the road. I want to go on. No, nah, I already planned the road. It's a good road. Everything you say outside of the road I got you on ain't good for you, kid. So why in the world would you want to try to get on another road when I only got the good road for you? Ain't that good news? Do you, are you seeing that? Did you pull that in? You, you do this probably with your kids, right? You know, hey, look, man, I went down the road. That road is miserable and bumpy. Life. Don't go on that road. You're sitting there screaming. Don't go on. You got like that. The cones, the light-up cones. Don't go on. <laughs> the stop sign. You know the people do here? Don't drive. You know, traffic people delay, detour, flashing light. You know, the arrow going this way, this way, this way, this way. Don't go that road. I, I want to see how rough the road is. Oh, my God. Here we go. Why don't you just stay on the road? I'm telling you, because I only want good days for your life. What does everybody say when you tell them? What does everybody say when you try to push them to the good road, especially kids? Or something like that, where I, want, I want to what? I want to make my own choices. I want to try my own way. Yeah, okay. Let's hope your way. Look, Look, man. There's only one way sometimes to get to success. I'm just trying to help you. I ain't hurting you. But what does everybody say? I want to try it. I got to see for myself. All I got to see for myself. No, man. See, this is what I'm saying. Choices are important. You understand? And it's hard. You know what happens as you get older? It's tough because you get set in your ways a little bit. You're like, ain't nobody going to tell me what to do. <laughs> I'm more obedient at 50. I'm not even 50. I'm a very, very young 49. Listen, I'm more obedient. I kind of like the 5 though. It's kind of like, I kind of think it's kind of cool. You know, everybody's scared of it. I'm not. I'm going to embrace it. I'm going to beat it. All right, ready? Listen, I'm more obedient at 49 than I ever was at 14. Write that down for somebody. That'll help you. What do you say? I'm more obedient at 49 than I was at 15, 16, 17. I'm a kept man by the word of God. It's so God. He got me. He got me. Are you getting this? You're more obedient at 400. Yeah. At 16, 17. And nobody was telling me what was going on. I was telling everybody else what was going on. You know, he told Peter that when Peter got mad. 
Remember when Peter found, remember at the seashore when Peter found him? Remember that? He said, do you love me? Do you love me? Do you love me? Peter got ticked off later on because he got mad again. He couldn't even stay straight for a while, right? Because John starts getting something. He goes, what's going to happen to John? He said, hush your mouth. When you were a young man, you did what you wanted to do. Now that you're an older man, you're going to do what I tell you to do. Come on, you see what I'm saying? I think, you want to know what's crazy? I think the older we get, the more obedient we become. <laughs> Ain't that something? You young people better pay attention. What happens if you start being obedient right off a jump? You're going to be loaded. Don't forget me. All right. Where's this? Where is this? Thing? I got to retire sooner or later. I told Pastor Liz, when I retire, she better take care of me. Is, why, that's wrong? She's back there. She can hear me. People say I think I say stuff when she's not here. I say everything in front of her. It's more fun that way. Why is nobody else laughing? All the women aren't laughing. Only guys were. All right. Look, for I command you this day, did you pull this up? Can we see that? You did. Now, listen, today I give you a choice. Thanks, Kaylee. Life and death between prosperity and disaster. You see that? For I command you this day to love the Lord your God and keep his commandments, decrees, right? And, and regulations by walking in. If you do this and live, you will live and multiply. Isn't this good? So he say, all right, if you make the right choice, here's your answer. You will live and you will multiply and the Lord God will bless you and your land and you can occupy in it. Then he goes on to say a little later, and we don't got time for all that. He said, and if you don't, you're basically going to die. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? He's like, it's going to be bad and you're going to die. Who wants bad and dying? Okay, thanks for the no show of hands. So I got to make the right choices that make sure I'm on the road. So my question is this, is your life just a series of choices? Absolutely, that's all it is. The rewards of your life are based on the choices that you make. Write that down. How many of you made a choice to sacrifice? Right? And then you start living in the rewards of the sacrifices you made. How many made how many made how many how many made how many made choices to lay some stuff down you didn't want to lay down hurt? But I'm gonna do it anyway. Because I know God's leading me there. How many made how many lost some friends? Because I made a choice, I'm gonna walk with Jesus, and walking with Jesus is gonna cost me a relationship. What am I gonna do? I gotta walk with Jesus. How many of you go, you're gonna walk with Jesus? You go out here right now, you go in this world right now and tell them what you believe, people are gonna get mad at me. I'm just waiting to let it rip all one day, one shot. When I do. They can line up because I could care less. Because I'm lining up with the word, and if you don't line up with the word, you can forget it. And exactly what I told you took place. All that pedophile, perversion, nonsense, running rampant. They're going to try to embrace it. They're gonna, yeah, they're going to run. And then guess what they're going to try to do to me? Well, you hate people because you're coming against it. And then they're going to try to tell me what they think they're going to tell me? You better strap, bro. You better be ready for a fight because I ain't going to Because once I go over the edge, pff, the New Jersey mobster coming out of me, you better fight. I ain't fighting you with the flesh and blood. I'm going to fight you with the word of God. You can't deny this word. You understand what I say when I say that. We're not going to be violent. But that's what it is because they're going to say, well, now you hate this, a people group. I don't hate a people group. I hate perversion. You understand that? Yeah, I hate perversion. Did you see it? They pulled the show. There was a show. Some of you know what I'm talking about. There was a show. The thing was on the thing. I don't want to mention names because the next thing you know, I'll get something. Don't worry about it. When I want my time's ready to shine, I'll shine real so bright, you're gonna wear, you're gonna, you might lose the bumper sticker. Some of you people with that bumper sticker on your car, if you never put one on, don't put it on just yet. Maybe just leave it in a glove box. You might, want to be, you might not even be marked. Look, I'm being serious. This is ridiculous. And you want to know what the problem is with the church? If I say something, I'm going to have a fight I don't want 
and because it's a fight I don't want, I'm not going to say nothing. That's wrong. That means you're becoming soft. Okay? Now, I'm not going to go get into certain things we don't need to go get into, but the big things we need to get into, we're going to get into. Because there's certain things that are okay. Your opinion is your opinion. That's fine. You're allowed to have one. Everybody should be allowed to have an opinion whether you like theirs or not. I think it's okay. If you're mature, you could be able to handle it. But there is a thing called lawlessness that starts becoming to a place of disgusting that's going to bring reproach upon a nation. And let me tell you where the reproach is going to come. It ain't going to come on me, you, and the church. Because after we declare and decree we're not part of it, we don't have to have the injustice of it come upon our life. Because I'm not a part of none of this stuff. I've already declared it. And so have you. But I'm not going to go powder pump these people and say, well, you know, you should be open-minded. I'm not open-minded. And I don't want to be open-minded. And I'm not about to start. So just remember, don't go there. So choices in life, your choices in life, write this down. i got to let you go. The rewards of life are based on the choices you make in life, and our choices are what defines us. Write that down. Your choices are what define you. You can play. Did you get that? I'm going to give you more in 1030, but did you get what I was saying today, the gist of it? Now, I'm going to give you this one thing just one more time, and once you get it, once you get it, you're going to love it now. Now, I need your full attention for two seconds. Everybody, don't start wrapping up at the house. Some of you are eating breakfast or whatever's going on. I need you to get this, and I want you to pull this in. Choices. Uh, if you get this one part, this will scare you. <laughs> this will literally scare you into obedience. It's really, it scared me. Choices are your call. They're your decisions. Consequences have already been decided. Does that make sense? You cannot change the consequences. You could only make the right choices. You feel the weight of that? Like, you can't go in and go, I'm going to make this choice. This choice has a ripple effect of consequence, good or bad. You understand what I'm saying? Hey, hey man, give. Man, I really don't want to. Eh, let me. I, I'm a, hey, honey, we got to suck it up. Let's just give. We give. Boom. That's going to be a good consequence. Honey, I don't really want to do this thing, but we got to sew, we got to, whatever. Uh, I got to be kind to somebody that doesn't deserve kindness. I, oh my God, I had something the other, I was like, I do not have that level of kind. It wasn't here. But I was like, that is so kind to be kind to people that have been unkind to others at a level. Like, I was like, whoa, that's a great seed. You know, that act of kindness towards the unkind causes consequences. In, in not, 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 you maybe say this, causes um, um, a predestination. Of, of determined seed sowing, meaning this, I sowed it, I'm going to reap it. That's a magical seed, man. Not magical is a bad word, but you know what I'm saying? Like, it's a spiritual seed that's going to produce a really cool harvest. You know what I'm saying? So good, right? Like, you're sowing in, or you maybe you go take somebody to lunch. You know what I mean? Maybe you're being honorable, you know, your parents or something. You're, you know, like, oh, my God, something's like, uh, the neighbors are paying, but you go over and you go the extra mile or, you, you know, choice. Then there's going to be big stuff. You know, it was funny. I was telling somebody, I was telling somebody, I don't remember who I told them. We were talking about this. Oh, it was one of the partner guys. And I was saying, hey, marry the wrong girl. Because you guys are all like, oh, yeah. No, no, go slow. She ain't saved. Then you better keep looking. No, I mean, you understand what I'm saying? I'm not saying it about it. Christian kids are different. You know what I'm saying? But it's like, oh, I might. No, bro, you, 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 you make a wrong choice. I'm not saying it can't change their life. But if you ain't, you're unequally yoked. Guess what the consequences are? Pain. This ain't, you know, I ain't going to be no giver. You know what I got nervous about? You want to know what 
got me nervous. I literally had this conversation the other day with these guys. I said, the people that don't, this is going to sound so, but this, I don't really care what you do. It's your own life. Some people only give in church when they come to church. So let me ask you a question. The people that don't come to church for a season, if they stop their giving, what's their future going to look like? It scared me. They were in, we were in staff meeting. I said it scared me. Because the devil is manipulating the nation. And now what is 20 years from now church going to look like when prosperity has stopped rolling? And it wasn't probably rolling at a level where like 80% of the church people were getting. I don't know here. Here we're doing really well. Globally. So what has happened to the seed in the earth of the global economy in the church if people have to be in a building to make sure they give? What's this place going to look like 10 years from now as a church globally for the blessing that's upon our nation? It's a, all a work of the enemy, guys. You better tick-tock, bro. This thing's running, man. You better get this. I'm not talking about that tick-tock where you make scenes, you know what I mean? Tick-tock, tick-tock like a watch. Come on. You know what I'm saying? I'm going to start changing my confession. Roll, 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 roll. You'll get it on the way home. Roll. We ain't TikToking no more. Come on, somebody. Lift your hands to heaven. You'll catch it on the right. They didn't get it. Come on, baby. Lift your hands to heaven. You ready? Listen to me. I'm being serious. Choices are there, man. You got to pick them. You got to pick them. But notice, man, I, don't, I love you. I just want you to catch this. I really need you to get this. I know you're getting it. Every day you get ready to come before some stuff, choices are going to come to you. Think about the consequences before you make the choices. That's what I'm trying to say. Because the choices are already linked to you, but the consequences are already being decided by God. Man, that's deep. So just pull it in and run with it. We love you. We thank you, Father. We thank you, Lord. You're going to lead them. You're going to guide them. You're going to help them. You're going to provide for them. And you're going to take them where you need to take them in this next season of life greater than ever before. We believe it and we receive it. In Jesus' mighty name, we thank you, Lord. You're so good. In Jesus' mighty name, Lord. Thank you for blessing us and keeping us. In Jesus' mighty name, we pray. Amen. We love you guys. God bless you. We're going to see you 1030 in the house. Amen. If not, catch us again online. We love you. See you soon. Thank you for listening to this episode of Relevant Live with Pastor Chris. If you are interested in learning more about Relevant Church, we invite you to visit us today at relevantfl.org. And don't forget to subscribe to our channel to hear more messages like this one every single week. And as always, welcome home.